Taking charge of your future starts with taking the first steps. And saving up to $30 a month on Cox Internet with the Affordable Connectivity Program makes those steps easy to take. Whether they bring you to click upload on your first short film or join now for an online book club. Applying is easy. See if you qualify at cox.com slash ACP. Non-transferable one per household application and eligibility decisions are made by the FCC. Be delighted this holiday season at Ice and Lights, the winter village at Cameron Run. Just minutes from Old Town Alexandria. Stroll through the park and enjoy winter photo ops, light displays, hot chocolate, and a warm treat. The winter village offers playtime for the entire family. Extend the magic of the holidays by visiting early, starting November 17th. Get your tickets now at CameronIceandLights.com. That's CameronIceandLights.com. spirit and my mind hallelujah remain standing we're, we're going to do part three tonight of where we've been the last few wednesdays handling conflicts disagreements and confrontations go to colossians chapter three colossians chapter three tonight hallelujah look at your neighbor and say i want to tell you something and i know now if you were able to flip there and talk to your neighbor at the same time you're extremely talented you need to be on America's Got Talent or something. You are extremely talented. So flip to Colossians 3 first, and then I want you to tell them something. You got it? Okay, now just look at them and tell them, say, neighbor, I just want you to know that sometimes it's not them. Sometimes it's you. Colossians chapter 3, verse number 8. Now that takes a lot of courage for your neighbor to admit. They're real spiritual. They're real mature. Colossians chapter 3, verse 8, but now you yourselves, say that's me, you are to put off all of these, which means, it, it doesn't mean that I don't feel them, it just means that I choose not to allow them to be manifested. <laughs> you, you ever been so angry and you just have to just woosah your anger? Y'all don't know about woosah your anger where you just, you got to pull on your ear, rub your head, do something, you just, he said, but put it off, he said, put off your anger, put off your wrath. Put off your malice, your blasphemy, your filthy language. He says, don't lie to one another since you put off the old man with his deeds and have put on the new man who is renewed in what? Knowledge according to the image of him who created him. Father, speak to us tonight. Help us, Father, as we study how to handle conflict and disagreement and confrontation. Help us to do it in a way, Father, that properly represents you. Because we understand, Father, that our actions are not just representing representing us. They're not just representing our pedigree, but Father, they are representing the God that we serve. And so when we have conflicts and when we have disagreements and when we have confrontations, we want to represent you well. God, I just wish I had some few of y'all in here tonight. We want to represent you well. So help us to do that. In Jesus' name we pray. Somebody shout hallelujah. Before you sit down, you're going to talk to them at least 17 more times. So if you don't like a move seats, tell them, say, it might not be them. It might be you. Hallelujah. You be seated. Now, now we've been talking. Uh, we talked a little bit. I, I don't want to uh, go over too much that we've already talked about, but we talked about this thought that many people simply do not know how to interact well with other people because our old nature does not interact well. And you remember in part one, we talked about Adam, how Adam wouldn't accept personal responsibility for anything. He blamed everything that he did on God, and then he blamed it on others. 
And Adam's inability to uh, uh, be confronted cost Adam everything. Say everything. Can I submit to you that some of the stuff you deal with is not God's plan, it's your immaturity. Okay, y'all don't want that, y'all don't want that. Some of the stuff that we say, well, that was the Lord blocking this, or that was the Lord protecting me from that, or that was the Lord who, who didn't want that door, so he opened this other door. Sometimes God has to open another door because you open your mouth and close the other door. Okay, y'all ain't going to say nothing to me? Sometimes he has to make a way out of no way because you messed up the way that he made. I'm going to help somebody tonight. Uh, so the goal then uh, as believers is not to stay the same way that we were when we came. Uh, becoming a Christian is not just praying a prayer so that now when I die, I can go to heaven. Uh, matter of fact, Jesus never even promised you heaven as a place to live. He promised you the kingdom of heaven as a lifestyle. Okay, I don't have nobody here. Uh, so, but now watch this. It is not just a get out of hell free card. It now then has to become a completely different way of living. Jesus says, come to me uh, just as we are, but he does not instruct us to stay that way. And the reality is if many of us are honest, we still handle conflict and disagreement and confrontation the same way we did before we met him. Now you just put Jesus in the midst of your cussing. Okay, y'all ain't going to say nothing to me? Okay, I can see it's going to be one of those nights. Give me some monitor sound, man, because I need to hear myself since the people ain't going to say nothing. Mm, okay, so now watch this. Just say this again. Say, maybe it's me. They used to sing a song, say, Lord, it's me, oh, Lord, it's me, oh, Lord, standing in the knee. Sometimes you don't need prayer. Sometimes you need some therapy about how to handle stuff better. So we talked about that conflicts, disagreements, and confrontations are a part of life. Got it? And if there's never any of these, then that means neither party in that relationship or friendship or whatever, that means that neither of them cares. You understand that? Okay. All right. Matter of fact, Jesus even gives you a sample. Jesus said, he said, uh, woe unto you if all men speak well of you. Now, now, now watch this. So let me tell you how, how to know whether or not, whether or not you, you walk into what God's ordained. If everybody speaks well of you, Mm -mm. Something wrong. If everybody does not speak, uh, or if everyone uh, speaks poorly of you, something wrong. If you got about a 50-50 mixture, you might be doing something right. You might, you, you just might be. Look at this now. Conflict, we talked about, means to clash or disagree. Uh, uh, so then when we say conflicts and disagreements, we're literally, they're the equivalent of the same. Then we say confrontation would mean to face or deal with, all right? Now, uh, we started this in part two, that confrontation should be uh, good communication. Confrontation should be good communication, all right? And I asked you uh, last week, I, I asked you to, 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 to tell me how many of you thought that you were uh, good communicators and that kind of thing. And it's always interesting to see how people rate themselves. Uh, anybody in management or any kind of supervisory capacity, have you, have you, ever, uh, have you ever asked uh, an employee doing a review, what do you, they rate themselves, and then you hear what they rate themselves, and you're saying, how in the world did you come to that number? Yeah, yeah, okay, y'all, yeah, y'all, yeah, y'all, yeah. And if you haven't, that's because you were the employee that said the number, and your supervisor tried to figure out how in the world did you come to that number. Now, now, now watch this. Uh, say effective communication. Okay, we talked about how effective communication, it opens up discussion of an issue and it results in problems being solved. It releases emotions that have been stored up. It helps people to develop their abilities and to mature. But then ineffective communication we talked about, which was evil communication, uh, we understand the word evil in Hebrew means what? Contrary to, that it diverts people from dealing with important issues. 
Has there ever been a conversation that you just really didn't want to have and you really didn't want to have it, not because of the subject matter, but because of who you had to have it with? Uh, uh, evil communication, ineffective communication, it creates feelings of dissatisfaction. People become uncooperative. And the truth is you become an enigma or a mystery or a conundrum to people around you because they cannot understand you. And we discovered that the definition of communication, the thing I wanted you to remember, and I'm just reviewing where we've been, was a common system of symbols, signs, and behaviors. Got it? So then when you're communicating ineffectively or evil, as we've defined it, then you're using an uncommon system where the only person who knows what you meant was you. And then you try to get people to co-sign with you on what you said, and even they'll be like, no, I don't. You ever done that where you thought you're going to get somebody on your side, and then by the time you finished, they were totally on the other person's side? Okay, y'all going to do it like that? Okay. Little rain come out, y'all gets quieted. Quieted in the Roman Catholic Cathedral. Are you hearing me? Now, then last week we talked about there's two types of human communication. There's verbal communication, that's what you're saying. And then there's nonverbal communication. That's your body language, that's your persona, that's your aura. That's, you maybe heard somebody say the vibe. You've been around somebody and they gave you vibes. Now not R. Kelly vibe, not that vibe, but they gave you, but they, but they gave you vibes. You're just like, what is, Because mm. why are you so, can I use the word that you thought? Why are you so stank? Mm. Ain't nobody done nothing to you. It's too early for somebody to have done something to you. You just got to the office. All right. All right. Now, studies suggest, I wanted to get us here so we can review where we've been, so we can go somewhere new tonight, and then I want to finish this. Studies suggest that 90% of communication is nonverbal. It's not the what you're saying, but it's the how you're saying it. 90% of communication is nonverbal. Now, now, now watch this. I, I want to give you some practical things. Last week, I told you that the reason many people don't communicate well is because of what one thing. What, what did I tell you? What did we end with? Rejection. Okay? And remember, I gave you some homework. How many of y'all did your homework? All right. Okay, good. Thank you for doing your homework. Listen, now if you didn't do your homework and then you got some mess that come up over the next couple of weeks, then don't be, don't be crying to God. To my Lord, I don't know why. Bishop, you sat up here. You said, Lord, I need you to give me an answer. You came to church, he answered you, and you sitting here, Lord, I'm just waiting on an answer. Can I take a real quick uh, detour from, from the subject matter to show you something? Go to Acts 3, 5, real quick. I want to show you something. I want to show you how to never have an unanswered prayer. I want to show you something real quick. Because some of y'all be sitting there talking about, well, I, what is God saying? And what is the Lord saying? And what is the Lord doing? And, and Christian folk, be, uh, we've already talked about that in, in previous teachings because most people don't hear God. They hear themselves in the third person and call it God. You ever heard somebody sit up and, and, and try to justify their lunacy and call it God? And you'll be like, what are you talking about? Well, the Lord told me he wouldn't say that. Okay, all right, watch this. Acts 3, 5, you got it? Okay, put it up on the screens, please. Acts 3, 5. Acts 3, 5. Here it is. So he gave them his attention, watch this, expecting to receive something from them. Now, this man was sitting there. He was begging for alms. Uh, uh, two of the apostles come by, and uh, he turns his attention to them, and uh, he expects to receive something from them. Go to verse 6. Then Peter said, what you thought you needed, I ain't giving you that. 
but what you really need, I'm going to give you. He said, what you think you need is some more money. What you really need to do is get out of your victim mentality. I'm going to help somebody tonight. He said, you're asking me for alms. You're asking me for money. But what you really need is that you need to get up out of this place you've been in all of your life and rise up and walk. See, I'm here to tell you, you've been too low in your life for way too long. You've, you've been a victim for way too long. You've been depressed for way too long. So the man of God says, here it is. He says, I'm not giving you what you asked me for. And I like how he answered. He said, silver and gold I do not have. Now, some people think, oh, that means he was broke. Oh, no, because he was going to church, which means he, as a man of God, he had an offering with him. Uh-huh, so let's just get that real clear real quick now. He says, silver and gold I do not have. Here's what he implied for you. <laughs> he says, but I do have uh, uh, implied what you really need is you need somebody to tell you you don't have to be laying in this position anymore. So they say, in the name of Jesus, get up. He asked for money. He got a miracle. Somebody's going to get something in here tonight. You're asking God for a job. He's trying to give you a corporation. You're asking God for a you're not hearing what I'm saying. You're asking for something, and he's got something far greater planned. But now look at this. Go back to verse 5. Here it is. So he gave them his what? Attention, expecting to reach. Every time you walk through the doors, you ought to say, God, everything I've been wondering about and everything I've been praying about, I'm expecting to receive something. And it might be about handling conflict and disagreement and confrontation, but I just believe that I, if I come expecting, I'm going to receive something. So if you ever leave with, with questions, that's because you didn't listen. I got the ghost, not the guess. <laughs> I ain't shooting blanks. All right, back to the message. Now, I just wanted to show you, because some of y'all, People get, I don't hear God, and I don't, what is God saying? He's talking right now. All right. <laughs> Here it is. All right. Watch this. But somebody's trying to say, Lord, I got this messed up relationship with this person or this, or this family member or this whatever, this whatever. And Lord, I just, Lord, just do something. Lord, just, just speak a word, Lord. Here's the word. Maybe not them. Maybe it's evil communication. Okay. And you know what I found out, too? But before we get into this, I'm going to give you some real practical stuff, some good note-taking stuff. You know what I found out about God? Is that God has a way of showing you, you, in something that disgusts you. Anybody, I, do I have one witness? Just, just one. God, God, God. Do I have one witness? Can I get one? Can I get two? Can I get two? Can I get three? God has a way of saying, this is what you look like. And you're talking about how they don't talk right, but that's what you look like. And you're complaining about how they won't communicate, but that's how you look. He has a way of placing something you need in a situation you do not enjoy. He hides treasures and trunks in the bottom of the ocean. He says, go swimming. 
Here it is. Watch this. If we're going to communicate better, we've got to first improve, and we talked a little bit about this, how we act. See, we don't talk about this kind of stuff. Christians, well, I do, but most Christians don't talk about this kind of stuff because they just, just, Lord, do it. He, he can't make you act right. If he could, then this entire thing we're doing on earth is a complete waste. If he could make you act right. Say, Lord, help me improve how I act. So we looked at this verse last week, 1 Corinthians 13, 11. 1 Corinthians 13, 11. This is the Apostle Paul speaking. He says, when I was a child, I talked like one, I thought like one, I reasoned like one. But now that I've become a man, remember I talked to you last week that that was a what? Choice. Because you can be a, a male that's over 18, but that doesn't necessarily mean you're a man. You can be a female that's over 18. That does not necessarily mean that you are a woman or better, a lady. Okay, it's real quiet right through there. Uh, now that I've become a man, I'm done with childish things, and I have done what? Put them what? Aside. It wasn't that they weren't there. It's just that he could no longer play with them. So it was not like he wanted to say something that he knew was going to be hurtful just to hurt. It wasn't like he didn't want to do that. It was just he understood, I have to push that aside. You're not hearing what I'm saying. Sometimes we think just because we have something that that means, we, uh, let, me, let me say it to you like this. Uh, your children, parents, you, you buy them all these toys. They got Superman figures, and they got this, and they got Barbie Playhouse, and they got, you know, Power Wheels, and they got all, they got all this kind of stuff. Now listen, after a while, they get sick of some of them toys. And they done moved on. And you said, listen, I'm still paying that off. Y come on, y'all go. You're still paying the power, power, power wheels off from Christmas of 2010. Because you ain't got your bishop's book getting your finances in order. And so your finances, you paying the $20 minimum payment. Okay, all right. And then they're talking about, I want this. And you're thinking to yourself, we still got some interest you need to ride on on that. No, you put a power wheel. Mama, I'm 15. You better get in the power wheel. You're going power, you to power wheel. Nobody got time for that. Here it is. Here it is. Just because I have an option does not mean I exercise the option. But Paul said, he said, he said, I have put them what? Aside. Which means he said, there's not that there's a moment where he doesn't want to act like a kid. He just says, I put it away. Now, and then I asked you these, I, I said these things to you last week. I said, how do you know if you're still a child trapped in an adult's body? Uh, and I gave you some examples. You take your marbles and you go home. So the moment the game isn't, isn't going your way, I got to go. Oh, no, well, you want us to sit and talk and, and listen to what you got to say. Oh, no, then you're going to sit and listen to what? Okay, y'all, see? All right. You, you throw temper tantrums. You know what temper tantrums are? What they are is they're manipulation manifesting. It's really witchcraft. The Bible says rebellion is the sin of witchcraft. What does a witch do? She's a manipulator. Or he's a manipulator. But what they do is they use their actions in order to influence the situation to bring it out in their particular uh, desired outcome. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Okay, all right, now, 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 now. 
The third thing I, I gave you about how do you know if you, you still have another child is you keep wasting on yourself and want somebody else to clean it up. Here's the name that said, you must do your own work. Okay? I can't make you better. I can only give you the tools for you to use. Okay. I, I can tell you how many people come to church, fix me, Bishop. Here I am. Fix me. And then people even go so far. People even go so far. People go, so, Bishop, when I'm wrong, tell me. And then you know what I do? I used to. I don't do it no more. I, I used to. I'd say, all right. Come, okay, you tell me. Okay, come here. Bishop, the Lord's shifting me. No, he ain't shifting you. You're just a baby. And you wanted to get treated like an adult, but you found out you were a child. Because children cry when they can't get their way. They whine. They mope. So I don't do that no more. So if you ask me to do that, I, I, I just don't do that. Amen. Lord, depend. Special case. Special exception. Here's the whole point, though. Here's the point. You ever had a friend say, listen, be honest with me. And then you're honest with them. And then they're ghost. They're gone. You text them, they don't text you back. You Facebook them, they don't Facebook you back. You email them, they don't email you back. You call them, they act like they didn't get the message. Even though they got an iPhone and you can see that they got the message. And you can see when they read it. Y'all ain't going to say nothing. And then they'll post something on their thing, which is, has some kind of implication about what you said to them to try to send some subliminal message. Okay, all right, y'all, y'all. Say, grow up! Mm -hmm, no, but you said that to yourself. So, number one, we're going to improve how we what? Act. And how do we do that? We consciously stop behaving And I just gave you those three examples of how children act. Adults have communication and dialogue. Let me say this, especially for people, especially for people who demonstrate that they care for you. When people demonstrate that they care for you, it is so incumbent upon you to not treat that casually. Because what happens is, then God says, every time I send you what you ask me for, you end up making it corrupt. You end up, see, you said, Lord, give me a pastor that's going to tell me the truth. Whoop, here he is. Then he tells you the truth, and now you've got all this other stuff. Well, you got what you asked for, but now you've corrupted what you've asked for. Okay, all right. You asked for friends that would be honest with you. So then they tell you the truth, and then you don't like what they have to say. A person that hates you will never pay the price to confront you. Confrontation carries a price. Saying something carries a price. You hear what I'm saying? Because we're going to prove how we act, but to consciously not act like children. 
And you'll catch yourself. You want to say, Bishop, how do I know when I'm acting like a child? Just say, Lord, show me when I'm acting like a child. And then all day long, you're going to keep getting in your mind, up, oh, I did that, oh, I did that, and then that, and then that, and then that. Because let me tell you something. The voice of wisdom that you ignore determines the unnecessary pain you experience. So you can sit in here and listen to this teaching and say, that's good, and, but I'm not getting a CD and all that because I think I handle communication. Okay, you can do all that. I'm just telling you here. You're gonna, there's an unnecessary pain that you'll experience because you, you, you're consciously choosing to ignore wisdom. And people have done that all throughout history. People have done that throughout the 5,700 plus years of biblical history. People have ignored that. You hear what I'm saying? Now, all right, say, Lord, help me improve how I act. Second thing to this, because we're talking about communication, right? Because communication, good, effective communication, is how we're able to properly handle confrontation, disagreement, and conflict. Got it? So the second thing then becomes we have to improve our facial expression. Now let me tell you something. Um, can, can I be real transparent with y'all? I came off sitting on the stage because I discovered about myself that I have very vivid facial expression. If, if you've been with Harvest, it, 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 well, I've been through lots of different chairs, some chairs that were a little bit too big for me to get my legs all the way to the floor. <laughs> so y'all remember that? But, <laughs> no, I'm just being facetious. I, I'm just being facetious, that's not the case. But, but I discovered about myself that I have very vivid, demonstrative facial expression. You follow? So you'll know my displeasure. I don't have to say they, what they what they say. It's written all over your face. You don't have to say what. Anybody else like that? Will you be out there like that? You don't have to say nothing. People can just. Now again. This stuff is real, real practical, right? I know you want me to give you a prayer. You can pray, Lord, fix my face. You got to fix your face. I know you want some anointing oil so I can just throw it on you and just you'll fall out and fix your face. You got to do that. Jesus. All right. So, so then here's how we do it. This is practical, okay? Make your facial expressions consistent with the other nonverbals you're giving. Because remember, 90% of communication is nonverbal. So, for example, when somebody's talking to you and you do this, It sends the nonverbal message that you're trapped or you don't agree with what the person's saying or that you believe that they're being antagonistic with you. You didn't say anything. Okay, wow, real quiet right through here. Okay, but, but watch this. Uh, 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 it, it says you don't agree. It says you feel trapped. It says you think you're being antagonistic. Uh, but when you smile... You're suggesting that you're in agreement. Now, Bishop, what's the point? Make sure your facial expression supports your verbal message. Okay, it's real quiet in here. So you can't... You send conflicting messages. So the person you're communicating with doesn't know how to interpret that. So now you're using evil communication because it's not a common system. Come on. It's contrary to what you're trying to accomplish. That's evil. That's what it means, okay? All right? Use eye contact. 
If the person you're speaking to is here, or here, or here, why are you looking over here? So, you know, the way I was really thinking and feeling about it is, you know, and that just really hurt me how you had said that, and I just... Well, now, did the flag hurt you? It's quiet in the church. A lack of eye contact sends the message that you aren't listening or that you're deceitful. That's how you've been programmed through life to interpret a person not having eye contact with you. You've been pre-programmed that way. Do you understand that? Okay, so that's why when you meet somebody and they're all this kind of, it's like, I don't know, there's something about them. And then you'll call it the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost. No, that was your subconscious picking up on through the law of linkage on something you were taught that means a person's being deceitful. Y'all here. All right, all right, all right, all right. So we've got to improve our facial expressions. Got to use eye contact. Got to make sure that our facial expressions and our nonverbal line up with the message that we're trying to send. Right? Especially parents. Let me, let me say this, parents. I'm going to spend some time right here. Here's the deal. You send an inconsistent message when you don't communicate properly to your kids. Okay, this, this, what do you mean by that? If when you're trying to give them guidance, structure, and order, you do it in a way that sounds like you're Bozo the Clown off the TV, they're not going to take you serious. I, I know you want to hear that. I know you want to hear that because I know we live in a generation now which says that you have to be their friend before you're their leader. But the problem is, is you cannot lead those who see you as their equal. You can't, you can't receive from what you don't respect. That's why people will follow a man before they'll follow a vision of a man. Because you cannot receive from that which you do not respect. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Watch it. This is so important. This is so important, parents. So, so when you're speaking to your children, uh, if they did something to, to uh, get upset, especially when they're young. You see, when they're young, their psyche is being developed to figure out, to figure you out. So they're, they're trying to figure out what works with you. I know, I know God, yep. So, so you think they're just sitting there, hee, no, their mind is going like, okay, so when she, when she does that, she playing. When she, when she says, ooh, Lord Jesus, she just playing. She's going to get over it. And then we're going to get some ice cream. She's just playing. When he does this, he ain't doing nothing. He's just, just moving. That's all. That's, he's just moving. Their minds are figuring out. In Genesis, the scripture says that a man, is, that a man becomes evil from the days of his youth. Uh, he becomes contrary because the environment in which we live programming us to always find weakness. That's why if you ask somebody about somebody, normally the first thing they'll tell you is what they perceive to be a person's weakness. You know so-and-so? Mm-hmm, but let me tell you. We're programmed to find weakness. Everything about life is about weakness. We take standardized tests to find what? Weakness. Everything about life is, is programmed to find weakness. Okay. Right. So it's very important, parents, when communicating with your children, I hope I'm helping you, that, that you communicate a consistent message. 
when you're angry, you, <laughs> you don't have, now don't be, you don't have to act crazy. You can go put the, uh, put the iron down. And Some of y'all know about them irons, don't you? Some of y'all won't go buy that old silver iron with the blue on the front now. You won't go get that iron now. You know, with the black handle, the old, so, with the orange button. Some of y'all won't go, you'll walk right past that iron because you just remember that iron and you became closest of friends. Put, put, put the, put the cast iron skillet down. Just put it down, put it down. It's for cooking chicken, not for correcting children. So, 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 so watch this now. So, so, so watch this. So, so it's not an issue. It's not that you have to go all crazy. It's just make sure that your message is consistent. Because if they see you, you trying to give them correction and directives and that kind of thing, and they see you just break down, they're going to be like, they don't know how to interpret that. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? All right, let's move on. Third thing we have to do to improve our communication. So what's the first thing I gave you? Improve how we what? Act. Second thing, improve our facial expressions. Third thing, improve how we carry ourselves. Now I'm going to spend a few moments here. A few moments here. A few moments here. Uh, listen. Always. Somebody say always. Mm, always. Look your best. Amen to that. It is unacceptable. Okay, I'm going to leave it alone. 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 Because you said, well, I'm just running to the stove. But what you didn't know is there was a CEO who needed to hire somebody who was just going to the stove. Okay. All right. Okay, all right, that will. Okay, so watch this. Single folk. Uh, uh, uh. Okay. Here's the deal. If you look, because I know what people, people, Christians, you got to get the relationship revolution series. I teach in series, and so, and so, you know, we just go through the different series, and, we, and I, teach, I teach over subject matter over a period of time, so that way we can focus on one particular subject matter over a period of time, rather than trying to hit this one week, hit this next week, hit this next week, because you can't keep your attention that way. So if you stay focused through our series, you can keep your attention that way. And then you're going to work that muscle very good, and then we go work on another muscle. So, so, so we got your bicep, then for the next month we get your tricep, then for the next couple of months we're going to work on them quads, you understand? Now watch this. Here's the point, here's the point, here's the point I'm trying to make. Here's the point I'm trying to make. Um, I know we live, and, and a lot of Christians have this thought that, you know, if you're a single woman that, that well, you know, the Lord's going to just show him how good my spirit is. 
And I know single men, we think the Lord's just going to show how much I love the Lord. Uh-huh. Problem with all of that is, is that packaging matters. I, 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 know, I know you don't want to hear what I'm saying, but packaging matters. You might have the best macaroni and cheese, but if it looked like it's from Pookie and Nim's corner store, Okay, y'all don't want to hear that. Okay, y'all don't want to hear that. Fine. Whatever.com. Whatever. I'm just look your best. You know, I'm just going to the gym. But, I mean, you couldn't iron the shirt, though? I mean, at least hang it up in the shower and let it steam. I mean, you, you couldn't do that. Okay, y'all don't want this. Always look your best. Because you, ne- listen, life is a job interview. You are always being interviewed for something new, something fresh, something next. You're always being interviewed for that. So you want to always look your best. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Always look your best. Always look your best. Because especially, have you ever noticed the days where you choose to not look your best? Those are the days you see everybody you were trying to not see. Can y'all please be honest with me? Them the days like, God, the, hey, hey, hey. Always watch this. This is so practical. I know y'all want to hear the Holy Ghost. I'll shout you in a minute. Smell your best. Somebody's ambition. What does this have to do? You're communicating something with the smell you brought with you. And the Bible says he wants a sweet aroma. Okay, so y'all don't want to. Y'all, y'all. Church people don't want to hear that. They just want to hear just, oh, do it, Jesus. He can't make you wash right. All right. Everybody lift your hands. Amen. If you don't know Jesus tonight, you can know the Lord. All right, all right let's move. Let's move. Let's move. Dress your best. Can I, can I tell you why to do those things? It, it, it subconsciously communicates how you feel about yourself. Jesus says, there were two great commandments. He said they were trying to test Jesus. He said, well, what is the greatest commandment? Yeah, God, teacher. He said, I tell you, the first one is love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, strength, so on and so forth. He said, that's the most important. In our vision, our mission, trademark, family, uh, that's love God. But then Jesus enters into something. And he said, but there's another one that's, that's real important, too. He said, love your neighbor. Watch this as yourself. If you know anything about mathematics, when you enter the word as, it now means that it is the equivalent of. Which means you can't give your neighbor something that you can't give yourself. And so some of y'all trying to figure out, well, I don't know why the relationship didn't work because you're trying to get something from somebody they didn't have. Okay, y'all not going to hear what I'm trying to say. Because it's a mathematical equation. I can only give you what I've got for me. So when we, when we communicate non-verbally through these things, what we're doing 
because we're subconsciously communicating how we feel about ourselves. So the reality is this. Some of you, maybe you don't feel great about yourself. Maybe you hit a tough financial time. Maybe you hit a tough time in your re relationship. Maybe you hit a tough time with your kids. Maybe they're acting like Freddy Krueger or Mikey Myers and Jason. Maybe they're just going crazy. And you hit a rough time. And so what happens is, is that begins to deteriorate on you because you allow those circumstances to begin to define you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So even though, watch this, even though you're an eagle, because you're an eagle in a storm, you feel like you're a chicken. Y'all not going to hear what I'm saying? And so, and so you'll know, I know who I am, and you'll know all these things, but because you're an eagle flying through a storm, the storm begins to dictate to you who you are. So one of the things you have to learn how to do, can I just teach you real quick for just a moment? The Bible says, as a man thinks in his heart and mind, so is he. Now check this out, let me reverse it. As a man is, so are his thoughts. Which means when I'm feeling bad, what I got to do is make myself look the best I can look. I got to do whatever I can to do the best for myself because I'm going to make myself think. That's why the Apostle Paul, he said, I think myself happy because sometimes I may feel like a zero, but if I put on some clothes that make me feel like a hero and if I, if I drive like I got it even though I don't and if I start talking like I've got it even though I don't, I'll become that. Because see, that stuff weighs on you. So if you don't have as much money in the bank now, you start walking around, oh, man, oh, back in 88, I could do this and that, 98, and man, and then when the this and this and this and this and this, and then before Nam, I did this and this and this. And you're talking all that, but now you're walking around thinking less of yourself because you let those circumstances begin to define you. Do you hear what I'm saying? Even God was treated like a prisoner. But through that, he maintained, he said, listen, just so y'all know, you ain't killing me. Just, just, listen, you can rip my beard out. You can, can I do like the Baptists do? Can I take you to the cross? Uh, uh, you can rip my beard out. You can place a crown of thorns on my head. You can beat my back. You can do whatever it is that you think you've got to do. But I just want you to know one thing. You're not taking my life. I'm giving it to you. And if I wanted to send you to hell right now, I could call some angels down and do it. He said, just don't think I forgot who I am. I feel like preaching to somebody tonight. That's why when Satan first began to tempt Jesus, he says, if you really are this, the first thing he attacked was his identity. Because if he could get him to forget who he was, he could begin to get him to change what he did. And You're not hearing what I'm saying. And so sometimes, sometimes, got to be it until you think it. So listen, I, you may not have a company now. That's all right. Just get up in the morning, put your towel on, get yourself ready, go sit in your home office, <laughs> make yourself a desk a plate for your, y'all not hearing what I'm saying. I'm auditioning. might be driving a hoopty right now. And we're not materialistic. I'm just giving you realistic examples because sometimes you don't like what you drive. It makes you feel bad about who you are. So you won't even leave the house because you'll be like, I don't want nobody to see me in here. You be getting to church four hours early. <laughs> There's anything I can do, I just want to be a blessing. <laughs> L listen, listen. You, you better drive that thing like it's a Mercury D. <laughs> That's country folk way of saying Mercedes. You understand what I'm saying? 
I told y'all my story then the one time uh, my car was uh, it was a flash blizzard here y'all remember that I told y'all that it was a flash blizzard and well, so many new folks so let me tell it again and just pretend like pretend like you ain't never heard it so uh, I had a car I had a car and, and, and it was a flash blizzard here and, and in that flash blizzard literally uh, one moment it was sunny and the next moment uh, it was a blizzard flash blizzard and so and so I'm driving, 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 driving. The streets got real slick, real fast. And I'm driving. I mean, I'm going slow, too. You know, when it snows, I mean, I, I drive like Morgan Freeman from Miss Daisy. You understand? <laughs> we ain't going nowhere fast. You can go, go around there because you ain't speeding me up. I got too much to do in life to be trying to speed for you because you don't know how to s slow down just because you think you got an SUV. You think you can. <laughs> so. And that's what the lady in front of me did. She had an SUV, so she just thought she could do whatever. So she stopped on a dime, and then my car slid right under her. The whole front of it just tore up. Just tore up. That was Friday. The whole time Friday, oh, Lord Jesus, I don't know what to do. I can't believe this. But it was drivable, and the city was on accident alert. So they were like, good luck, because we're not coming. We're going to tear up the cruisers. So, so listen, so, so I, I get home and all that, and uh, you know Colorado, Saturday morning, 78, I wake up to the dripping, you know how you wake up to the dripping on Saturday, because the snow melted, I would have been okay if it was snowy the whole weekend, I got totally messed up when it was blizzard on Friday. 78 on Saturday. Front of my car is torn. Now listen, you can't take it nowhere. In those days, I don't know if they do it now, but in those days, you couldn't take it nowhere on Saturday. You couldn't do that. So that means I had to go Saturday, church on Sunday. I wasn't a senior pastor there, so it was cool. I could park around the street, you know. <laughs> I was an associate back then, you understand? And, 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 and. <laughs> Now, now watch this, watch this, watch this. So, so it, it's, 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 it's melting the whole nine. I mean, all the snow is gone. There is no snow anywhere. All the snow in the entire Rocky Mountain region is gone. And I'm mad about it. But I'm like, well, I got stuff to do. In those days, I had to get my hair cut. <laughs> I know y'all ain't never seen me with no hair. Maybe I'll do something special for the anniversary. <laughs> but, but here's the point. I had to get my hair cut, had to go to the cleaner, had to go to the stove. Let me translate for my Denverites. That's the store. I had to go to the local uh, Kroger's. Kroger's? Bigly Wigglies. I, I don't know if you know about that, but that's it. And you know what I did? I got in my car and said, listen, I got two choices. I can be messed up and sad and angry and depressed and all of that, or I cannot care about it. I can either get stuck in my circumstance and let it dictate my value, or I can tell my circumstance, you didn't change my value. 
See, some of you, what you're facing is not even about the circumstance. It's because the circumstance is trying to take your value. It's trying to make you think you ain't nobody and you ain't going nowhere. And you're going to be just like your mama or just like whoever and this and that. But sometimes you got to look at the circumstances and say, you won't tell me my value. Watch me tell you. So I got in that car, let my sunroof back. The front is tore up. You can see the little thing with the green in it, and I mean, you know, I mean, all of that. Toe up. Toe. Do you understand what I'm saying? It wasn't even tore up. It wasn't even enough to be tore. It was toe up. And not T O E, just T O. I couldn't even get <laughs> three letters. So I got in the car, I turned my gospel up. I think I had, I don't know who it was. But it was probably, uh, I don't know who it was. It was probably power belongs to God or something. I don't know. I, or maybe that was too early, so I don't know. I, I put something on that I could put on loud. I let my sunroof back. Turn my music up. People pulling up next to me. They're looking at the front. They're trying to figure out how he still got joy. How is he still happy? And the front of his car looks like the, it's because my circumstance didn't determine my value. I told my circumstance I'm still the same man. I'm the same man that had it going yesterday. I'm, I, I dare somebody in this place to just give God a shout right here. If you go, I'll tell my circumstance. You won't define my body. Maybe I don't have as much money as I used to, but I'm the same one that made it back then. And if he did it for me back then, watch him do it over and over and over. And I said all of that so that even when you feel bad, Still get yourself dressed up. Stop doing your depressed ponytail because you don't want to fool with it. And if you have a, okay, don't start nothing with me. Now, if that's how you wear it, that's how you wear it. I'm just saying. Sometimes, okay. All right. Y'all understand what I'm saying to you? You hear what I'm saying to you? If you're driving a hoopty, hook your hoopty up. I, I, I saw at the local checkers that they got spinners for $20. Now, maybe that's not your style. <laughs> just, just, just don't let your circumstance tell you that. Maybe you're riding a bus. Don't be all like this here. Get on there like I'm visiting from out of town. <laughs> I just want to see the city. <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> How you doing? I'm just, I just want to see the city. Are y'all hear what I'm saying? All right. Here it is. Here it is. I got to move. That was for somebody. That was for everybody. Here's the point. Here's the point. Here's the point. Trick yourself into feeling better about yourself 
Work what you have. Instead of complaining that you weren't dealt somebody somebody else's hand, just say the hand that you've been dealt. I can sit up all day long and say, man, look at how so-and-so, look at so-and-so. That ain't, I wasn't dealt that hand. So I can't even, I can't even, it's unfair to compare. Do you know you're committing a crime against yourself when you compare yourself to people and you weren't dealt the same thing they were dealt? So-and-so, but you don't know what, so you don't know what, you don't know. Oh, here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Trick yourself into feeling better about yourself. So we're talking about improving how we what? Carry ourselves. I, 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 want, I want to move real quick because I want to get through this. Can I get through this? Go to Hebrews 5.11. Go to Hebrews 5.11. We're going to get as far as we can go because I want, I want you to get this. Because some of y'all said, this, is, this stuff will affect how I handle confrontation? Absolutely. Because when you feel bad about yourself, you feel dirty. When you feel dirty, you act dirty. When you act dirty in a disagreement, you fight dirty. You see what I'm saying? All right, all right. Hebrews 5.11. Now watch this. He says, of whom we have much to say, but it's hard to explain since you have become dull of hearing. So the next thing we have to do, uh, uh, to, do to improve how we communicate is improve our listening. Let's improve our listening. Look at what the verse says. He says, of whom we have much to say. He says, we've got a lot we want to say. He said, but it's so hard to explain to you because you're, you're dull in your hearing. You ever been having a conversation with somebody? And you're talking to them, and you totally know what you mean, and you totally know what you're saying, but um, and you think they know what you're saying, and they're giving you all, see, they're giving you all evil communication. They're like, okay, okay, all right, okay. Then you get to the end of it, and you're like, so does that make sense? And then they say something back to you like, okay, you couldn't have been listening um, for the last 20 minutes because you wouldn't have even said that if you... Okay? All right, say, Lord, help me to hear. Matter of fact, lay your hands on your ears. Do it. Lay your hands on your ears. Say, Lord, help me to hear. Whenever, whenever people start making a lot of mistakes, I often encourage them. I say, did you pray over your ears today? Because the issue is not in what's being said. The issue is how it's being heard. So we have to improve how we listen, all right? So what are some things we can do uh, to, to being a good listener, all right? Uh, one of the things you can do to be a good listener is be an active listener. Be an active listener, okay? You want to be an active listener, all right? Say active listener. Okay, go to James chapter 1. I want you to see active listening real quick. I want you to see active listening. I want to show you this verse. James chapter 1, verse 19 and 20. Verse 19 and 20. Here it is. Here's how you be an active listener. You ready? So then, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to what? Hear. Say it with me. Slow to speak. So, so then what's the first thing to do to be a good listener? Be quiet. Hush. Somebody. Let me see who you're talking to. Okay? Be slow to speak. Okay? Which means... Don't have your response ready before they finish speaking. Okay? And this is hard, ladies. 
Now, I'm an equal opportunity rebuke. I'm going to come around to the men in a moment, but let me just. Because, see, you got all of your this here built up. Oh, y'all know about the this here. You building it up. You ready. But you like, listen, all my life I had to fight. All right, watch this. <laughs> here it is. Let every man, very good. That was nice and swift. Look at God. Let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. We've already talked about where wrath is in the first couple of parts. Next verse. For the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of what? God. All right. So if I want to be an active listener, that means that I have to be quiet. Okay. And let me give you this and then we're done. Uh, let me give you this. To be an active listener, they listen to the content. The content. They listen to the content. Content is the facts and ideas. That's the content. They're listening to the content. But the next thing an active listener is doing, they're listening to the intent. What's the underlying message? See, watch this. The content may be, you know, you're really making me angry. But the intent may be, I love you so much, I don't know why you're doing that to me. Content, intent. You follow what I'm saying? Okay. You ever got mad at somebody, but the reason you got mad at them is because you really cared about them? And so what you said to them was angry, and it, and, and it was right here, and it was in their face. But the intent of what you were saying was, it's because I care. Oh, God, I wish I had somebody. It's because I care. And don't judge my intent by my content. But when you're not an active listener, you just hear content. Oh, so you mad at me, so it's always me who's doing something. Yeah, but you don't do nothing, but you don't do nothing, you don't start nothing. I know, I'm just trying to say, because you know you all up in church and talking about praising the Lord, but you need to be asking the Lord, you need to go talk to that bishop about how you need to do this, how you need to do because I'm just trying to say. filters. We're talking about improving how we listen. Listen to the content, listen to the intent, but I got to remove my emotional filters. Now listen, don't just get good notes. Take them home and use them. And I'm telling you, listen, if you'll use it, I guarantee you it'll work. Matter of fact, if you paid me for what I told you, I'd offer you a money-back guarantee. But since you didn't pay, I ain't offering you no money-back guarantee. So you can't get something you ain't gave now, you understand? If you will do what I'm telling you to do, it will work every single time. You do half of it, it's going to work half the time. Do a quarter of it, it's going to work a quarter of the time. 5% of it, 5% of the time. Just me how folk be like, I, I tried that, but it didn't work. I said, but did you do that? Well, no. I mean, you did like step one out of 43. Now, you wouldn't go home and try to build an entertainment system, but uh, listen, I, I took it out the box. I don't know why it ain't up. But that's how a lot of Christians do. They say, God, I tried it your way, but it didn't work. No, you did step one. 
And that's why you got to keep subjecting yourself to the environment. Because if you keep letting this word get on the inside of you, and you keep letting this word be spoken over you, eventually you're going to see results. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You can't go to the gym once and expect to be a bodybuilder overnight. And so you can't come to church once a month and expect for it to work. Remove our emotional filter. Emotional filters can make you misunderstand someone because you're not listening, you're linking. And I'm gonna preach this like a, I'm gonna work this here like a part-time job. When you have emotional filters, you are not listening, you are linking. This is what do you mean linking? It is called the law of linkage. I've talked to this several times before. Law of linkage is this. If you uh, touch a hot stove when you're a kid and you see the orange coils, okay, when you're a kid, you touch it, you get burned. Every time you see orange coils thereafter, you're reminded of the pain of the experience of touching the orange coils. Let me teach you the law of linkage. When I, when I was a kid, I think I told you this before, or I told you this before. When I was a kid, uh, my mother had some chitlins on the, on the uh, stove, uh, and uh, I think they, they call them here chitterlings. Uh, and um, they are the uh, innards of a pig. And, uh, uh, and so, you know, you put some hot sauce on them and uh, they, 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 they work. You understand what I'm saying? You understand what I'm saying? And not just a little hot sauce. You got to take half the bottle and sauce them down. You understand what I'm saying? Anybody know something about some chitlins? Okay. Or chitterlings? Okay. All right. So now watch this, watch this. It was some chillings going on, and I knew it was some chillings in there. And I said, my God, these chillings, oh my God, these chillings are good. Oh my God, these chillings are going to be way good. We didn't have texting and stuff back then. I said, you know, OMG, I would say. Here it is. And I, and I, and I reached up. I, I wasn't as tall as the stove. And I still remember it because the law of linkage. I wasn't as tall as the stove. At least I was a little kid. But I put my hand up over it, and the top of the roasting pan went over, and it was so hot that it burned the flesh back on my wrist. What my wrist looked like it could go in there with the chitlins. Now, that's how it looked. You understand? Oh, God, it still hurts right now. I can feel the pain. Oh, God, I feel it right now. You see my point? When I'm linking and not listening, I don't hear what you say. I just hear how I hurt. I'm going to help somebody tonight. When I'm linking and I'm not listening, I'm not hearing anything you're saying to me. I'm linking the emotions of this moment back to the emotions of another moment of when I hurt. So then you could be telling me you love me, but I can't hear that because I'm linking the emotions back to a time when I hurt. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I've seen this happen so many times for people. I've seen this happen because they don't listen to what's being said. They just start linking. Back to the pain. And then you say a key buzzword that somebody said to them. And all of a sudden, they stopped listening to you. That key buzzword took them back. And the problem with the law of linkage is that you relive the, the experience. So it's like it happened to you all over again. God, y'all. They would be shouting in another city to hear what I'm saying, and it behooves me as to how y'all are not shouting. Somebody said, Bishop, because we listen. Well, listen and shout at the same time. 
you are multi-talented. If you can't do both at the same time, let me lay my hands on you so you can get some multitasking anointing. How many, watch this, how many friendships have you ruined and you called it God, but it wasn't God, it was you linking when you should have been listening. Okay, y'all don't like that. Y'all don't like, well, then I'll preach, Bishop. I'll preach my own self happy. How many relationships have you ruined with people that really cared about you? But you weren't listening. You were linking. You didn't hear anything they said. I, I see this happen all day long. All day long. I said, are you listening? You don't understand me. And then you know that I'm listening because they're going to say, well, when I was five, this happened. You're not even hearing me. You're not hearing me because you're just linking. So you never get free from the pain because it keeps happening to you over and over and over and over and over again. That happened when you were 13. You're 43. But it keeps happening over and over and over and over and over and over again because you're linking, not listening. I'm out of time. I'm out of time. Father, in the name of Jesus, help us, Lord. We need it. We all need it. Help us. Help us to not link, but to listen. Help us to not filter through emotional filters, but to listen. Help us, Father. Right where you are there in your, in your seat, you can sit or stand either way. With your heads bowed and eyes closed in this moment. If you're in this place, I don't want to assume that because it's a Wednesday night that you know Jesus. Tonight, Secondly, if you've given your life to Jesus before, you've become a Christian, but you've not been following him, and you've fallen away and started doing your own thing, and that's you tonight. I've got great news for you. There's forgiveness. The son took one step towards the father. Just one step toward the father. And the father's arms were open for him. Tonight, maybe you're watching online, and you're saying, Bishop, I'm watching online because I don't even feel good enough to go into the church. i got good news for you. You took one step, so his arms are open. And tonight, either one of those of you, you need to become a Christian for the first time and rededicate yourself to Jesus. On the count of three, don't you be ashamed. Don't you feel less than. Don't you feel guilty. Just feel loved. Stop linking. Start listening. He loves you. And at Harvest, we're not going to judge you. We're not going to beat you up. We're not going to put you down. We're not going to throw you down. We're going to love you because you know what? He did the same thing for us. Either one of those is you need to become a Christian for the first time or rededicate yourself with your heads bowed and your eyes closed. If you're here at Aurora or you're watching online, on the count of three, throw that hand up. One, two, three, throw that hand up if that's you. I see you. I see you. Hallelujah. I see you. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, celebrate harvest. That's somebody's father. That's somebody's uncle. That's somebody's. Now I want everybody to say this with me and everybody lift your hands because nobody is in here alone. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for dying in my place. I thank you that you love me, that you died for me so I could have abundant life. Part of life is communicating better. Help me to listen and not to link. I've made too many mistakes in this area. I've wasted too much time already. I declare great days are ahead of me. I declare I'm forgiven. I declare that I'm loved. I declare that I'm successful. I declare that I'm prosperous. I declare that I'm headed somewhere great. I declare that my past is over. I declare that I will not relive it. I declare that I am set free. I declare that I'm not carrying the baggage of my past hurts. I speak it over my life. If this is my first time praying this, I'm born again. I'm a Christian. If I was far from you, I'm reconnected to you. And if I know you, I'm closer to you. In Jesus' name, Harvest, would you shout right here that God is saving people on a Wednesday night? Oh, God, I said, would you shout that he's saving people on a Wednesday night? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Listen, listen, listen. Please get the CD. Please get the CD. If you don't have a $5, ask your neighbor. They look real blessed. <laughs> but no, don't everybody ask the same neighbor. No, but, but please get the CD. And if you can't, if you, be honest, if you can't get that, please review your notes. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you that if you'll get a look at these principles, there's a lot of hurt and pain in your life that you will find out that you already have the healing for. I'm, I'm, I'm teaching this because I'm walking myself through it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Amen. Love on somebody next to you and tell them, say, I really thank God for you. Hallelujah. You can be seated. Let's see what's happening at your campus this week. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews. So you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. 
They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.